Good morning. Hello, everybody. It's great to see you. So let's have a look. Jehovah Sabaoth. This is God of hosts or God of heaven's armies or the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven's armies. And sometimes when we, we read in the NIV, it's referred to as God Almighty. So uh, that's how it would, would have been written in the original text is Jehovah Sabaoth. So if you're like me, you want to know who is this? I'm going to read Psalm 24 verse 8. And your mind might work into action if you like Handel's Messiah like I do says, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of heaven's armies, is actually mentioned about 270 times in the Bible, mostly in the Old Testament, only a couple of times in the New, actually. Um, and what is this host? Well, this host refers to angels, many angels. The Bible actually says in the book of Jeremiah that this host cannot be numbered. We've got words elsewhere that say things like multitudes, huge numbers of angels. And actually also the sun, moon and stars are sometimes put in as part of this host within scripture. Now, the name Jehovah Sabaoth captures the sovereignty and the rule and the enormity of God's reign. Our Heavenly Father reigns and rules as Lord of an army that no one can number. Yeah. But, you know, the first time we hear of Jehovah Sabaoth is not in a military exploit. We can see a lady called Hannah. She's crying out in prayer. Now she knew the power of the Lord of hosts was not confined to military exploits, but instead she believed that he knew her and he could give her a son. You can read her story if you would like to. It's in the book of 1 Samuel, starting at chapter 1, and that's in the Old Testament. Now, I'm going to just read a little bit of verse 10 and 11. 1 Samuel 1, 10 and 11. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly, and she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if only you would look on your servant's misery and remember me. So Hannah, Hannah was married to a man. Her ne his name was Elkanah and he had two wives, which was very normal in those days. He was married to Hannah and he was also married to Peninnah. Now Peninnah had children, but Hannah didn't. When you read Hannah's story, we read how her rival, Peninnah, the other wife, she, was, she provoked Hannah. She irritated Hannah. She nagged at Hannah, went on at her that she had no children. 
And the Bible tells us this went on year after year after year. Hannah was belittled and humiliated, but she cried out to the Lord Almighty. Now we meet another character a little bit further on in the book of 1 Samuel. It's in chapter 17, if you'd like to have a read later on in the week. We meet David. Now, David was described in this chapter as a young man. And uh, actually, he's probably a teenager. But if you read in verse 42, he's actually described, and it says, as little more than a boy. So he's young. But this is the story of the boy versus the giant, David and Goliath. Now, Goliath, he was a Philistine. And we know that the Philistines were big, sometimes talked of as giants. And Goliath was their prize champion. The Bible tells us he was six cubits and a span. Now, depending on what language you speak, he was either nine foot nine inches tall or 297 centimetres. Now, children, if there are any children still listening at the moment, 297 centimetres. This week, I want you to measure 297 centimetres. If you can do it on the floor, great. But if you can do it on the wall, you'll see how tall this man was. When Goliath, he stood across from David and he laughed and he belittled him. But David said, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, Jehovah Sabaoth. Another occasion we hear of the Lord of Heaven's armies is in 2 Kings chapter 6, still in the Old Testament, just a few books on from where we were. Now we see a prophet whose name is Elisha. He's being pursued by the king of Aram because they were, the king was at war with Israel. Now Elisha finds himself surrounded by an army. Now his servant, Elisha's servant, went outside one morning and he saw this sight and it was terrifying, armies surrounding them. Now he responded as any of us would have done and we would do. We would say, what shall we do? Elisha turns and says, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Yes. So reading 2 Kings 6 verse 17 says, And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the servant, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Wow! Amazing! So let's jump into the New Testament right at the end of Jesus's ministry. In Matthew 26, verse 52, we find Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, faced with armed men who've come to arrest him. And one of his disciples 
cuts off the ear of the high priest and Jesus stops him. He says, don't you think I cannot call on my father who will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? See, Jesus knew that his father was Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of heaven's armies. Do you remember at Jesus' birth, they were there, weren't they? The host of angels was present announcing Jesus' birth in Luke chapter 2. Now, we all love to be on the winning side. None of us likes to be laughed at or humiliated or belittled. Now, I'm one of four children in my family. And when I was young, I, uh, I used to do a lot of my playing in the park that was just over the road from my house. Uh, it was called Mount Noddy. And now I've got an older brother and an older sister and a younger brother. And you do need to know that my younger brother, he was quite feisty. Now, if there was any trouble in the park, any trouble with any other children, my family had strength in numbers. We were good. Now, even now as an adult, when I'm playing football, I know that or whose team I want to be on. When we're being divided out, I want to be on the best team. So let's look again at Jesus the son of God, who had all, all the power in his fingertips. He was full of power because he's God. And yet when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, praying to his father in heaven, he was obviously deeply troubled, knowing what he was going to have to go through. Matthew 26 verse 38 says Jesus said that his soul was overwhelmed and with sorrow to the point of death. But as we re read this story we realize that Jesus he could have stopped it all. He could have been rescued at this point because in verse 39 of uh, that chapter he prays, my father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. He could have been rescued by the multitude of angels that Jehovah Sabaoth commands. But Jesus says, yet not my will, but as you will. He was the servant serving his father's plan. The Bible writers um, the writers of the Gospels describe Jesus as being as suffering and humiliated. He was belittled. He was beaten. But he didn't call for reinforcements. Even on the cross, the crowds, they jeered at him. They shouted, why doesn't he get himself down off the cross? But he could have done. He's the son of God. But he didn't. He stayed there. Jesus suffered beyond anything we could imagine. Jehovah, Sabaoth, the Lord, remained on that cross. He died. 
he was buried in a tomb and he got the keys of death and hell. Now we don't know what that involved, but it didn't stop him. He didn't stop his father's plan. He didn't call on the host of heaven to come to his aid. He rose victorious. What does that mean for us? He completed his task. He became the ultimate sacrifice that now allows us, you and me, to come to the Father in heaven, to be adopted into God's family, to claim the inheritance that's due to Jesus as a child of God. Now, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. We belong now into the family of the Lord of the biggest army. And Jesus has already won the victory over sin and death. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Death, where is your sting? Where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of heaven's armies or the Lord of hosts, claims us as his own. We can now have his care and his protection. We have the Lord of hosts, at, uh, we have the hosts at God's instruction for us. But hang on, we know, we know there are and there will be battles. There will be more skirmishes to come because Jesus said it, didn't he? He said there will be trouble in this life. We will fight more battles. and We may not win them all. Do you remember Stephen? You can have a look at his, his story in Acts chapter 7. He was stoned to death. And just before he died, he saw into heaven. He saw the Son of God standing there, but the heavenly hosts didn't come and rescue him. He died. But, there's a but, in all of this, we have a certainty. We have a sure hope. We have a confidence that we have the eternal victory at the end of our life or the day that Jesus returns, he will turn to his father and say that he knows you and me. He knows us, the commander in chief of all the heavenly hosts of the multitudes of heavenly beings will welcome us home. Wow, let's pray, Danny, let's pray. Let's pray. Hello, guys. I want to invite you for this moment to close your eyes, take a deep breath. We invite the presence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, only you can take the words in some deep and specific places in our souls where the words by itself cannot reach. This is amazing. Jesus is alive. Some of us now, we are facing storms, challenges, and wars inside of our emotions and our minds and our families. Fear about the future, 
you don't feel insecure and a word like this bring us life again jesus we welcome the beauty of your presence in the middle of our families in our hearts in our emotions in our minds jesus we want to give you our lives in our future and our fears and our anxieties everything what lay down at your feet now this morning we love you we welcome you and you we know that your word is power is power to destroy all the lies that we talk to ourselves sometimes we invite you jesus bring your light bring your presence bring your flame and your fire to our families to our hearts this morning amen amen amen, amen.